welcome to the Live Healthy with Laura podcast, where being healthy no longer has to be so hard and dieting and restricting and stressing every day. Yeah, those are things of the past. Allow me to help you dive into freedom and apply simple, practical strategies to your life that will help you become the happy, healthy, and vibrant person you have always dreamed of being. Hey friends, welcome back to episode 35 titled Overcoming PMS Once and for All. I'm so excited to do this episode for you guys. It's been requested a few times. So it's this episode is for you ladies. However, guys listening, and I know you're listening because I can see the stats, please don't, don't sign off because I really, really think this episode is going to help you help a female in your life, whether it's a significant other or a sister or a friend, hey, these tips you can pass along and I'm sure that the females in your life will appreciate them. So don't tune it out. Um, But before we go down this rabbit trail, I wanted to tell you all a funny story. So I got to meet Jana Kramer last week. I went to her concert with one of my best friends and I wanted to meet her for a really long time. For anybody who doesn't know who she is, she's a country singer. She's um, was on One Tree Hill. Um, she has an ep- like a podcast and, and things like that. So I really like her, love her book that she um, wrote. And anyways, I wanted to meet her for so long. And so my husband was so sweet. He actually, like a few months ago, set up a cameo where I got to meet her in person, not in person, but it was like a Zoom chat. And I was so starstruck. I was so excited just because I really think she's such an awesome person and an overcomer. And she was so sweet. She asked me so many questions about myself and she actually bought my first book. Like she showed me her Amazon receipt. She's like, oh, it'll be here Monday. And I was like, she did not just buy my first book. Oh my gosh. So anyways, when I found out she was coming to DC, I um, told my husband, I was like, I have to go. And so my friend Kelly and I went and, um, I was so excited. My husband was like, I got you guys the, um, he surprised me and got us like the meet and greet behind the stage, whatever tickets. And so I was extra pumped when I found that out. And then, um, so <laughs> we go to DC, we get to DC, we get to our hotel, we pull in. And I was like, how funny would it be if Jana Kramer was staying in our hotel? And my friend Kelly is like, no, that's not going to happen. But yeah, that would be cool. So anyways, I was like, yeah, you're probably right. Well, I'm checking into our hotel. And I swear to you, like a scene in a movie, I turn around and Jana Kramer and her podcast crew and her manager and everybody are standing right behind me. (laughs) I look over to my friend Kelly, who's headed to go get our luggage. And she's like, uh, I was like, Kelly, that's Jana, that's Jana, that's Jana. And she's, she wasn't really a fan up until like this concert. She didn't know much about her. Now she's a fan, but she had to leave me to go relieve the, the, the guy that was, um, grabbing our luggage. So I'm standing there staring at Jana Kramer and mind you, I had already kind of like decided what I was going to say to her when I met her at the meet and greet, you know, told her everything I really like you know, loved about her and when, and I actually wanted to give her my other books cause she bought my first one. So all of this stuff that I had rehearsed to say to her in like a five minute meet and greet came out of my mouth in like 30 seconds. It was like, 
blah, 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 blah. I was just like, Jana, oh my gosh, Jana, I love you. Wow, can't believe you're staying here. Um, I don't know if you remember me. We met on Cameo six months ago and you bought my book and I love your songs and you're so inspirational. And I went completely fangirl on her. My friend was dying, you know, cause she, I, I, cause I was dying and I couldn't believe that Jana Kramer was staying in our hotel. And I was just like, it was a moment that I won't forget. I basically went completely elf on her, you know, and like that scene in Elf where he's like, I love you. You're my favorite. Yeah, that was me. So not the run in I expected with my, <laughs> with the, the country singer and podcaster and author and actress that I wanted to, it's not the one I wanted to have, but it's one to look back on and laugh. And of course, later in the meet and greet, I was able to be like, sorry about going completely fangirl on you in the lobby, but did not expect to meet you there. Anyways, it, it was it was pretty funny, pretty funny, <laughs> and it's definitely a story I won't forget. Uh, so yeah, not like you wanted to know any of that, but I just thought I would just tell you guys because it was a funny story. But moving on to PMS, the real reason you want to you tuned in today on your Monday. Um, we're going to go right into it. Um, and fun fact, not that you need to know, but this is the actual week. I'm, I'm in PMS. Like I'm due to start my cycle any day. And um, if you can't hear, I'm sniffling. And if you remember quiz time, why would my allergies be worse before my cycle? It's histamine, ding, 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 histamine, right? So the higher our estrogen is, the lower our progesterone is, um, our histamine levels, our allergy symptoms flare up. So that's why I might sound a little bit like a man right now, but that's okay. But yeah, this is actually my PMS week, the week before my cycle. So what better time to record it? All right, well, PMS is basically premenstrual syndrome, which for any of you guys who may be listening, let me just tell you, it's... It's not fun um, for any men out there. It's not fun or or it has the tendency to not be fun, but I do believe there's ways to navigate it. It's why I'm feeling pretty much okay today and I'm gonna get you there too, hopefully, if you're struggling during this time of your cycle, um, ladies. But um, it's truly a week that, you know, there's reels made about it. There's memes made about it because it can be so horrific if we don't take care of ourselves. Today, I'm going to be sharing my favorite, my tips, my tips and tricks to um, really caring for yourself strategically during this week of your cycle. So we talk a lot about not settling. I've said it before. You do not ever need to settle for feeling anything but your best. And that includes during this time of the month. Um, So PMS is also known as premenstrual syndrome. And it's one of those areas that I think that, again, we need to stop accepting as just okay. I personally don't have a week of my month to sacrifice and I don't think you do either. I think we, we all have so much to do, right? We don't, we don't have the luxury of feeling like garbage. So if you are feeling like garbage during this time of the month, this episode is for you and we're going to get you out of that funk. Um, so PMS usually hits again. It's the week before your menstrual cycle begins. Um, it's usually, Usually what happens is there will be a day, and if you really pay attention to your cycle, you will notice this, that about one week to the day of when you actually start to bleed, 
you notice a shift in your body. You feel, I can physically feel my progesterone dropping. I notice my mood is off. I might have more trouble sleeping a little, you know, certain things like that. So one week almost to the day before your cycle starts, your progesterone takes a nosedive. Um, and it can be really difficult for some people. Uh, so it can cause symptoms such as depression, anxiety, moodiness, like I said, insomnia, water retention, and bloat. So, you know, confidence typically at this, this is the week where people feel the least confident. You can have sore breasts, cramps, and IBS symptoms. You can be constipated or you can not stop going. Either way, none of these symptoms are fun. Um, and so this week that I'm referring to used to wreck my world. I kid you not. Um, and that is until though I made some changes and some small tweaks in my lifestyle, which truly have helped me. And to this day, like I said, I mean, I'm about to start. I'm not a hundred percent, but I'm not terrible. I went to bar class. I went to a meeting um, about a women's conference that I'm going to be actually um, co-hosting coming up in June. So I'm very excited. Stay tuned for that. It's a free conference here in the Fredericksburg area. So I'm very excited, but um, I'll, I'll do an official announcement um, shortly. But uh, yeah, I feel okay. And I used to not feel okay. I could never have shown up for those things during this specific week of my cycle. But um, it's one of those things that it just takes tuning in and it takes cutting ourselves some slack and it takes some tweaking. And once we kind of figure out the method to the madness and what works, it's not so difficult. We actually feel, wow, we can navigate this crazy week that used to totally take over everything. So listening to our bodies is especially, especially important the week before menstruation because again, our hormones are getting, they're really spiraling. So we have to be kind to ourselves. We have the potential to not feel good. So we can't, we can't keep doing what we're doing, you know, to such, um, well, I'll say we can keep going. We can, you know, show up for things, but we need to give ourselves grace. And I think I used to beat myself up. Like, why am I forgetting words or why am I more tired? Or why can I, why did I not perform at this workout like I wanted to? Um, or why do I have these chocolate cravings? Like I would almost just beat myself up about it. And now I really, I recognize it as very normal and I give myself grace. I give myself room to breathe and to live. So um, there are four parts to our cycle. And I'll just say that this is important to know. So we have our menstrual phase, which marks the first day of the bleed. So our first day of our cycle, where our hormones, in a sense, hit the lowest point. So like I said, about a week before your cycle, your um, your hormones start to, uh, to diminish, right? So they just picture like a roller coaster. You're going down the hill. But the day that you start bleeding is typically the day that they've hit the lowest point. And that's what triggers your body to start um, shedding its lining, its uterine lining. So that's the day our hormones crash. Then we have our follicular phase where follicles are starting to form, potential little eggs um, are forming. And then the hormones slowly start rising again. People that really struggle with PMS notice, hey, I actually start to feel a little better a couple days into my cycle. And it's because our levels start rising once again, our progesterone levels. Um, so then we reach this peak point where the egg is released. And this is only one day long. This is a the, the cycle 
part, sorry, the three, the, I can't talk. I cannot talk. Okay. So this is me and PMS. I stumble. I, I mutter, <laughs> mumble my words. I, you know, it's fine. Bear with me, but listen, I'm still here. And so part three of our cycle is when we ovulate and that's a one day length. It's just only a one day in length. It doesn't last more than um, a few hours typically. And then we move on to our luteal phase. So our luteal phase is basically where the lining of our uterus is getting nourished and thickening in order for our the egg, the potential pregnancy, the egg to bury its way, we'll say in the sand. And so that way we can sustain and begin a healthy pregnancy. Of course, when your body gets the memo that there was no fertilized egg, that's when you have another cycle. Um, that's why you obviously skip your cycle when you are pregnant. So here's the thing. If you don't already know this, you have to track your cycle. Your cycle is your report card. So if you don't have a clue how long your cycle is or what happens when, you're actually doing yourself a disservice because your cycle, again, it's your report card. It tells you so much about yourself. Like I can tell if I'm not caring for myself and I'm really stressed and I'm not sleeping, everything's out of whack. My cycle would be shorter because I have lower progesterone. Um, that is one thing I wanted to say. A healthier, a healthier, wow, healthy, <laughs> Woo, healthy luteal phase, which is the day from the day you ovulate to the day you bleed. It should be 10 to 14 days. This is why the, the apps come into play and come, they become so useful. Like my days period app is my favorite. Um, they're so helpful because you can actually record the day that you um, potentially ovulate, the day that you start your cycle and the day, you know, that you can write your symptoms, your all of these things. So it was super helpful when I was trying for a baby, but also I still to this day track my cycle. Um, so you want your luteal phase to be 10 to 14 days long. And if you have low progesterone, it will be much shorter. So progesterone is actually what sustains, um, you know, the, it's what allows our body to produce enough progesterone. And it's what allows our body, I can't talk again. It's what is keeping the egg um, healthy, happy, buried in the sand, we'll say. It is what keeps our body from shedding its lining. So um, when you don't have enough progesterone, you can have a six-day luteal phase. You can have an eight-day luteal phase. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things where like you, you will see that if you keep track. If you don't keep track of your cycle, you won't know. So this is how I discovered I had low progesterone is my luteal phase used to be like only seven or eight days long. Like I would ovulate and then I would start my period like a week later, which was much too short of a period of time. And that was part of the reason I had so many miscarriages, not just my clotting factor or my lupus antibodies, but they discovered my progesterone levels were low and I had to supplement to sustain a pregnancy. Um, and so, yeah, so it's one of those things that if you're not keeping track of it, you don't really know where you stand and it tells you the state of your health. It really, really does. So, um, and I'm just going to say, you know, I'm what, seven months into this podcast and I was, I used to be kind of hard on myself. Like if I would mumble or something like that, I would just edit it out or I would like re-record the whole episode and it's. I don't know. I'm just so much more comfortable talking to you guys. And like, I mean, 
we, it is what it is. I found a typo in one of my books the other day that I have no idea how I missed it or the editor missed it. And I'm just okay not being perfect. And I'm going to encourage you to, you know, do the, you know, give yourself grace too. like stutter and keep, keep going in life, right? Like it's okay to not be perfect. It's something, it's a lot of, it's, it's part of the work I'm doing in my own life as a, you know, I, I, I used to be a people pleaser, a perfectionist, and it was an, such an exhausting way to live. And I now, I'm totally going on a tangent, but I just want to say I now embrace the imperfections of my life. And I think they're beautiful. And I, I feel so much more happier and free. And so, yeah, I'm not editing out any of that. I know I stuttered like six times in a row, but I will say, if you notice you do that before your cycle, if you notice that you're forgetting words, it's it's not like a mystery. Your hormones, my hormones are at their lowest right now, and I know you probably can tell, and that's okay. Um, I'm just going to keep on recording because I love, I love recording this, this podcast. Um, I love, it's just lights my heart, um, just just lights me up and just makes my heart so happy. So moving on, if, um, if you do know where your cycle is, um, that's great. If you don't get the app, if you don't know where, where, how many days, you know, long it is, if you don't know when you ovulate, if you don't keep record of your, um, symptoms, it's important to do that because you'll also notice when you start applying these principles, um, and these tips and tricks, that things might begin to improve. Like the week before your cycle, you're like, I was a raging lunatic this time last month and I actually feel okay. So it's just nice to take note of that and be able to see that. So um, for those of us that are not on birth control or, you know, that we don't have our, you know, nothing is artificially, um, you know, shaping our cycle, we'll say, or influencing our cycle, um, then we we have we have to remember that our body needs us to really care for it especially the week before our cycle so here are my tips because nobody wants to walk around feeling like garbage um certain things will still be inevitable like forgetting your words but overall you can feel pretty good going through your entire month your entire cycle and still be able to show up for everything and everyone you need to show up for so the first thing I'm going to say is let's beat the bloat first and foremost because water retention is no fun. Nobody wants to go on a date with their husband if they can't even button their jeans. Nobody feels happy and peppy if you're feeling self-conscious because you just feel like you, you know, are wearing a snowsuit. And I used to feel this way. I really did. My water retention before my cycle, I mean, I could be up to five pounds. And I, again, I'm not into the scale, but it was something that like, I just didn't feel good. I couldn't even, you know, hardly button my jeans. So um, the first thing I want you to do is increase your potassium-rich foods um, because here's the deal. You've got to increase your potassium, but you've got to lower your sodium. So why is this? Sodium basically tells your cells to hold on to water. So I will say if you're out to eat, even if it's a healthy entree, just count on it being loaded with sodium. Most places, not certain. There are some some exceptions. Again, I love love myself some clean eats. Um, I love kava. If you do it right, the way you order your food. But a lot of places are, you know, every entree is drenched with sodium. That being said, sodium will keep your keep water rate on you. Potassium tells your cells to let go of excess water. 
And so, um, because it tell it encourages your body to flush out extra fluids, um, excess fluid. And so it really, really helps. So load up on leafy greens, avocados and bananas, pumpkin seeds, and salmon. Those are my favorite. So got your leafy greens again, avocado, banana, pumpkin seeds, and salmon. I eat those very religiously the week before my cycle. Um, and I just had salmon yesterday. I had pumpkin seeds in my energy bites. Um, I'm just really intentional about it. And then again, I'm very careful that, you know, with the salt shaker, I don't really, I don't salt my foods too much. I do a little bit in my eggs, but, um, I'm really careful the week before my cycle because water retention, when our progesterone is at its lowest point, it's already inevitable. So why make it worse? Um, second thing is talk to your doctor about adding in, if you're really struggling with the week before your cycle, you're moody, you're bloated, you just feel like you want to lay in the, you know, under your covers and you don't have any motivation to get up. Um, talk to your doctor about adding in a methylated B6 supplement during this time, or though from the day you ovulate till the day your cycle begins, it's also known as P5P. If you want to look that up on Amazon, my favorite is, and it's on Amazon, it's by Seeking Health. It's 25 milligrams. I found in the past that like so many supplements will be like 50, will offer 50 to 100 milligrams. It was way too strong for me. I got my doctor's approval to take the 25 milligrams. Um, and I suggest that you talk to them about that too, if you're really struggling because, oh my gosh, it works to raise your progesterone, to balance it out. So you don't have such a nosedive, but also it helps with everything from water retention to mood, to breast tenderness, um, to the heaviness. Uh, it will, it, for me, it really helped with the heaviness of my cycle. Um, yeah. So methylated B6, again, just for anybody that's missed it, B vitamins, you guys, if you're just popping a regular over-the-counter um, B complex or prenatal or whatever, be careful because there is a chance you could have MTHFR, which is what I have, where I cannot break down B vitamins unless they are methylated, which means that there is a four-step process for every single one of our bodies to break down B vitamins. I can't do that. I have a gene mutation where I cannot do that. And 30% of the population has MTHFR. If Even if you don't have it though, it's so much easier for your body to absorb. Um, so just stick to the P5P, the methylated version. Um, again, with your doctor's approval. Uh, tip three, help increase your serotonin. Because listen, your serotonin, which is our happy, feel good, good out there and go do things, that hormone is at its lowest point as well the week before your cycle. So help yourself out and add in serotonin-rich foods. If you want to go back to the episode where I talk about eating for depression and anxiety, I think it's a really good one. I can't remember which number it is, but you can scroll back and find it. But eat an ounce of dark chocolate every single day for the week leading up to your cycle. So 65% um, or above. And that's going to be really, that's going to be really impactful. And not only does it taste good, but it really does help boost your serotonin levels. Like it's shown there's a bunch of other foods, but dark chocolate is, there's a reason we crave it before our cycle. And that's typically because we're low in magnesium and serotonin, which dark chocolate helps with both. In fact, one of my favorite ways to like love on myself the week before my cycle, and I might do it tonight, is I take like a, um, like an Epsom salt bath. And I light a candle and I eat my dark chocolate and I read a book and I lock the door and 
It's just me, myself, and I, and it's amazing. It's great for my mood, and I feel completely reset when I get out of that tub. Um, number four, move every single day. You're not going to want to. I know you're not going to want to. Just 20 to 30 minutes. Like I told a client the other day, they, they were talking about working out, how it's been such a struggle. It's because we shoot, we, we shoot too high. We set the bar too high. Tell yourself 10 minutes. Just set the timer for 10 minutes. Put your tennis shoes on. Remember my episode? Don't think about it. Just do it. Put your tennis shoes on and don't think about it so much. Just do it. And then, hey, you got to 10 minutes. I bet you're going to walk 10 more minutes. And then you might even walk 10 more minutes. But if you can even just do 10 minutes, 20 minutes, your hormones will naturally be way more level than if you hadn't gone for that walk or done the yoga on YouTube or the bar class like I did this morning. Gentle exercise. You know, your body is tired the week before your cycle. Please don't treat yourself like a robot. Don't go for the same run that you got to, that you felt like you could do the week before. If your body's not feeling it, if you're really tired, be kind to yourself. But I will say movement is still going to just help you in the best of ways. So still move your body, but look for gentler forms of exercise and only 20 to 30 minutes max. That's it. Um, If you can do more, fantastic. But if you can just do 20 to 30 minutes, you will feel like a different person. I promise you. I honestly walked into my bar class feeling cranky this morning and I walked out feeling like a different person. Um, so yes, yoga, all of the things, um, drink water, like it's your part-time job. This is another tip. Remember you're holding on to water. You think it would make, it wouldn't make sense. You drink more water, you hold on to it. No, you drink more water. You flush out excess water. It's, it's true. And it will also help keep your skin clear the week before your cycle. If we're already bloated or struggling with water retention and moodiness, who wants some extra pimples to add on to it, right? Nobody wants that. Um, number, I don't know. I don't know what number this is. I didn't number them. I'm just at bullet point. We'll say six. Say no to social engagements when you can and embrace quiet time. The reason this is, and listen, I love people, but I'm an ambivert. So I need people time and then I need alone time. So I'm an introvert and extrovert. And they've shown in many, many studies that you are less likely to want to socialize or even have the brain power to socialize the week before your cycle. So don't make your brain go through the extra work. Your hormones are at the lowest. You know, stay home when you can. Take a night off. Say no to a social engagement that's not some, you know, that's not really making you excited. Like if you don't want to go, it's like there's this book, give your best yes or say your best no. Like just, just don't do, don't go to these social engagements if you don't have the the energy for them. Um, your hormones are low. Again, you'll probably forget half your words. Like I've been doing this podcast episode. So like, just stay home and don't feel bad about it. Um, also sleep eight hours every single night. I'm so not kidding. This is when your hormones reset. I, I've been working really hard on sleeping, actually sleeping enough. And, um, I I feel really good this week actually. Like I've been waking up feeling energized. My photo shoot for the you know my uh, spring and summer recipes it's tomorrow. I've been working really hard, but I've been really um, prioritizing sleep, and I know it's made a difference. Um, so this is when your hormones reset. If you cut sleep, you can't expect to feel good the week before your cycle. So please be careful. Make sure you're sleeping enough. Um, skip the alcohol, guys. Listen just for the week before your period. If you are, 
you know, if you typically go out and get a margarita like I do, I typically skip alcohol the week before my cycle because as hard as this may be, your, your body is already exhausted. You're giving your liver extra work to do. And do you remember, listen, like I'm sure I've said this a million times, but what does alcohol do? It raises your estrogen. Your progesterone's already low. The ratio is probably already off. And so why would you make it, why would you make your symptoms worse? For me, when I drink the week before my cycle, any symptom I am having PMS wise, it's exasperated the next day. So I, I really try to love myself enough and I just say no. I grab or I order like a, so, like a soda water with a splash of cranberry juice and a lime wedge. It looks really pretty and my hormones aren't you know hurting because of it. Lastly, but very importantly, talk to your doctor about adding in a bioidentical progesterone cream um, because if you're really, really struggling and I mean like you're you know, you feel like maybe you're doing most of these things, but you're really struggling the week before your cycle, you definitely should go get your progesterone checked. I'll say that. Go get your progesterone checked, get your estrogen checked. Um, but if you're low in progesterone, I will just say that bioidentical progesterone at one point in my life, like especially after I had my daughter, it saved my life. It 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 gave me my life back in so many ways. This is before I even um, before I got on, you know, antidepressants for the time period I needed to be on them. But I will say this took me from like operating at a two to a six or a seven, which no, it wasn't a 10, but oh my gosh, the cloud lifted. So my favorite is by Emerita on Amazon and it's the blue bottle, just bioidentical progesterone made from wild yams. Um, so, you know, your body recognizes it as natural progesterone. It's not synthetic. But again, get your doctor's approval like I did. Um, love my OB. She was the one that suggested it and I could just hug her every time I see her because it impacted me so much. Um, I lied. I have one more tip. Get outside for 10 minutes every single day and get natural sunlight exposure. Not only does this boost your vitamin D, vitamin D levels, which boost your serotonin, but they've just proven it will help balance your mood and it will boost your um, just your overall feelings about life. And if you're already kind of feeling in the dumps and you're stuck inside all day long with the, with the shades shut, uh, you're, it's not going to help. So challenge yourself. Hey, this is in combo with your walk. Go get a 10, take a 10 minute walk in the sunlight every single day. Even if it's cold, just 10 minutes, it will, it will bless you so much. Um, and then of course, um, if you, one thing to avoid is any synthetic plant-based estrogens or you know, plant-based or synthetic estrogens like the week before your cycle. So, I mean, please don't be spritz and lavender on you. Please, you know, be careful of the skincare products you're putting on your body, um, the food you're eating. Don't microwave in plastic. Like, don't put your body through more than it's already going through, right? And last thing, I want to bring awareness to PMDD because PMDD, if, for those that don't know, is premenstrual dysphoric disorder. It is basically... PMS times 1,000, and this is actually, it it requires medical attention. It is, these are the women that you'll see on the news um, that, you know, the week before their cycle, they uh, attempted suicide or they uh, harmed their child. And I mean, there's, it's very sad, very scary, but there are women that have this disorder where basically they have such a sensitivity to the drop of hormones that they literally can't function. You could take all of these tips and apply them, 
but they literally cannot function. A lot of the times it has to do, it ends up having to do with that their level, you know, with their progesterone levels. Like, you know, and then there have been some reports, some women get on bioidentical progesterone and they feel like a different people. But PMDD is a very real serious issue. And if you think you might have it, if you are having suicidal thoughts the week before your cycle, you need to go see a doctor today. You need to make your appointment. You need to call them and talk to them. Um, I dealt with this for a very short period in my life after my daughter was born and it was scary. I've talked about it. Um, and again, thank God for progesterone, but I spoke to my doctor and I'm encouraging you. If you think you have PMDD, you can go do more research about it, but please go speak to someone and don't delay. Um, so yeah, I think that's everything. I am sorry. This episode went a little long. I had to start with my Dana Kramer story though. And yeah, I just thought that was funny. And then of course I muttered, mumbled half my words, but we made it through. I hope you found this helpful. I'm going to go finish drinking this cup of tea, finish two more recipes I have for my photo shoot tomorrow. And then I'm taking a nap before I pick up my kids from school because God knows I need it (laughs) and I'm tired and I give myself grace, especially the week before my cycle. And I hope you will too. Um, if you found this helpful, please share it on social media, tag me, live healthy with Laura, share it with friends, share it with family, any females in your life that are menstruating and stay tuned for next week's episode. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much friends for joining me today for another episode on the live healthy with Laura podcast. I hope something I said today encouraged you to care for your body, your mind, and your spirit in a way that will allow you to feel your best and have the energy you need to show up the way you want to in this world and make an impact. If something I said today did resonate with you, would you do me a favor and share it with others on your social media and tag me at live underscore healthy underscore with underscore Laura or copy and paste this podcast link and send it to a friend via text. It's my mission to help change the world for the better and I'm hoping you will feel inspired to do it alongside me. And if you like these episodes and are interested in learning more about the Live Healthy with Laura lifestyle, then check out my website at www.livehealthywithlaura.com for lots of blog posts and healthy recipes created by yours truly. Lastly, you can also check out the three books I have written now available wherever books are sold. Thank you so much friends once again for being here and I cannot wait to talk to you next Monday. 